Joe Biden is buying votes with Republican money. Mr. Reagan. Two stories which might seem unrelated at first glance, I believe, are part of a massive plan to shift wealth from Republican voters to Democrat voters. This is a massive bribe, the biggest voter bribe in American history. So you've heard that Biden is going to pay $10,000 off of student loan debt. Most people think that this will disproportionately help young Democrat voters with useless degrees and is thus a massive bribe. Vote for Democrats and we will give you money. This is election vote buying. That's all this really is. Trying to bolster up, I guess, Biden's sagging numbers, Democratic Party sagging numbers on young people. Now, this has been the thinking behind a lot of welfare and social programs over the years, but now it's getting ridiculous. Most college kids don't need their debts paid off, especially when you compare their needs to that of a lot of other Americans. And so, again, this just seems like a massive voter bribe. Now, there's another story floating around you've probably heard. The 87,000 new IRS agents that are being hired in order to, I don't know, it's not entirely clear. According to Time Magazine, the 87,000 new agents don't really exist because they're going to be phased in over 10 years and they're not all going to be given vests and guns and sent to knock on your door at 2 o'clock in the morning and demand that you pay your taxes. Some apparently will work in IT. And so because of this, according to Time Magazine, they don't actually exist. You know the left, they love their mental gymnastics, but they will exist. And the question is, what are they being hired to do exactly? Conservatives are suspicious and appears they have every reason to be because it looks like they are being hired specifically to go after conservatives. I'll explain in one moment. First, I have to sell you something. Now, Bank of America has just lowered its 2022 forecast for the S&P 500 by a whopping 900 points to 3,600, saying that we are headed for a recession this year. Shocker. I know. It said the new year-end target is the lowest on the street. This is not good news for those of you stuck in equities or anything tied to the stock market. Thousands of people have put their trust in Noble Gold to prevent losing money in the financial storm that is brewing, and you can join them by calling their expert team. Noble Gold was recently voted the number one gold company in the country by Consumer Affairs. There's no call centers, no scripted response, no bull, just a straight, honest run-through of your options so that you can decide. And by the way, they're giving away this beautiful gold, one-tenth ounce American Eagle proof coin with every qualifying IRA or 401k rollover this month. You cannot go wrong with Noble Gold. Call the team now at 877-646-5347 to find out more or visit noblegoldinvestments.com. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. The Biden administration is once again weaponizing the IRS against conservative voters. How do we know this? Well, an article in Gateway Pundit has revealed that this woman has been chosen to oversee most of the new 87,000 IRS agents. Her name is Nicole Flax. Nicole Flax was the chief of staff to former IRS commissioner Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller, who was fired in the wake of the Lois Lerner IRS scandal. Today, Secretary Liu took the first step by requesting and accepting the resignation of the acting commissioner of the IRS. Now that in itself is not incriminating. She was his chief of staff. Okay, so she was probably involved, but we can't know that for sure. Except... She was one of just six IRS employees whose emails mysteriously disappeared during that Lois Lerner IRS scandal. Now, if you don't remember the Lois Lerner IRS scandal, that was when the IRS under Barack Obama explicitly targeted conservative nonprofits to reject or delay their tax-exempt status. The goal, it seemed, was not actually to take money from them, but just to shut down these conservative groups. 
As executive director of the Richmond, Virginia Tea Party, Lawrence Nordvig says he's believed for two years the Tea Party has been subjected to a political investigation. The IRS has asked him for an estimated 500 pages of documents. This year, the IRS demanded more, all his communications, and the name of every donor. It got creepy, to be honest with you. They were trying to really ferret out exactly who we are, who we know, and the kind of questions that you know a secret police might ask. This is clearly an overreach of government. Since the Supreme Court Citizens United ruling that allowed unlimited campaign contributions, hundreds of political groups have applied to be tax-exempt organizations called 501c4s. That designation allows them not to disclose their donors, but requires that politics cannot be the group's primary activity. Despite that, last year, groups opposed to the president and groups favoring the president both used the C4 status to raise funds and air TV ads. The IRS has apologized for targeting the Tea Party. The IRS also faces serious questions how it came to choose all of these groups. Why did it target these groups for investigations? We know that the agents used computerized search terms that included the Tea Party. But, Scott, some of the other search terms they used included, quote, the education of the public and any group that, quote, criticized how the country was being run. We're going to find that the, that the IRS targeted conservative political groups, not liberal groups, and that they targeted specific individuals, and they had outrageous requirements. Uh, uh, Iowa Right to Life had to submit their prayers. And this is just ridiculous. This is, a, this is worthy of a third world country, oh, not the United States. But now we're seeing that it's, that it's wider than this. We already have a group, Z Street, which was a pro-Israeli group, which says it was targeted explicitly because it had opposed settlements on the West Bank, which was, of course, different than the Obama administration policy. These groups, 501c4 groups, have been active for years on the Democratic side, on the liberal side, and there have been no criticism. The inspector general said there was no politics involved in this. So this was not a political pursuit. Bo baloney. This, no, not baloney. baloney, Carl. Well, if it was not political, then why are only conservative groups being targeted? As I said, these groups were non-profit organizations. But by targeting these groups, they could delay or even deny their tax-exempt status. Many of these organizations were harassed. Let's look at one of the Tea Party groups in my community. The founder, a small businesswoman, originally filed for tax-exempt status in July of 2010. Beginning in December 2010, she was visited by the FBI Domestic Terrorism Unit. Her personal returns and her business returns were both audited by the IRS. She received four FBI inquiries. In her business, received unsolicited audits, unscheduled audits by OSHA, Commissioner on Environmental Quality, and the ATF twice. Now, this is a citizen and a small businesswoman who had never been audited by the IRS or any of these agencies until she applied to you for tax-exempt status for her Tea Party. Is this still America? Many of the names of the donors to these organizations were illegally exposed. When our donors were disclosed, a number of them called us expressing concern about that. The effort seems to have been designed to subject our donors to abuse, to intimidation, to hold them accountable for donating in support of the cause of traditional marriage, to boycott their businesses, to target their families, and more significantly for our purposes, to chill them from donating again so we can keep up the political fight that we're in the middle of. And without the nonprofit status that they were seeking, many of these organizations would naturally find it much more difficult to raise money and ultimately could not operate. And this led to 
some Tea Party groups just shutting down. They wanted copies of every flyer, brochure, banner, newsletter, anything you've ever published or distributed. We were targeted as part of the wider, you know, slowdown and harassment of the, the Tea Party 912 organizations simply by the time that it took, if nothing else. These questions and a two-year delay are why group president Kevin McCarney says the group gave up and is starting over, applying for tax-exempt status with a new name, Freedom Colorado. And that was the goal, to shut these groups down. The truth is that this kind of weaponization of the IRS was such a vicious attack on democracy that everybody involved should be in prison right now. But it was the Obama DOJ investigating the Obama IRS. So no criminal investigation was ever pursued. The Justice Department says it will not reconsider prosecuting former IRS official Lois Lerner. No surprise there. The point is that one of the IRS employees involved in this scandal, Nicole Flax, she is now heading up the so-called centralized office. The centralized office, apparently, will oversee these new 87,000 IRS agents. So it seems pretty clear that these agents are being recruited for one reason and one reason only, to once again go after conservatives. This time, perhaps, it will not just be to silence conservatives, but rather to audit them and basically raid our bank accounts. And when you put this new IRS army together with the ridiculous redistribution of wealth going on with these student loans, well, it starts to make a lot of sense. We've been asking how the Biden administration plans to pay for the trillion-dollar handout to college graduates, and I think we have our answer. They plan to take it from Republican voters. You vote Democrat? Awesome. We'll pay off your student loans. You vote Republican? Awesome. We're going to take all of your money and use it to pay off the student loans of Democrat voters. Of course, college grads aren't the only ones getting a handout from the Democrat Congress and the Biden administration. All of Pelosi's rich friends are getting handouts. The military needs new equipment because we gave all of our old stuff to the Taliban. We need to keep sending billions of dollars to Ukraine so the oligarchs can steal it and probably shuffle a few million to Hunter Biden's bank accounts. Oh, and we need to send trillions to China for solar panels and wind turbines. And again, a bit of that will surely be rerouted back into Hunter Biden's bank account somewhere, or perhaps an account belonging to Nancy Pelosi's kid. Who am I kidding? Money will be flowing to both of these guys. The point is that the friends, campaign donors, and hostile foreign governments willing to pay kickbacks are all getting paid off by Democrats using American tax dollars. And the Democrats want to ensure that the majority of those tax dollars come from Republicans. Now, I've always said that I don't mind massive government programs, bloated congressional bills filled with pork, payoffs to Democrat donors and Democrat social programs. But if you vote for it, you pay for it. We pay for it like the bill at a restaurant. We go down the list and we check off all the things that the Democrat politicians bought. And the Democrat taxpayers pay for that stuff. And then we go down the list again and we check off all the things that the Republican politicians bought. And the Republican taxpayers Well, we pay for that stuff. And I think in order to save their voters some money, I think we're going to see a lot less pork and a lot less money going to special interest groups if we implement this restaurant bill divvying up strategy. Either that or no one will ever vote Democrat ever again. So I say, let's do it. Okay, obviously that stuff's not going to happen. But all joking aside, I do have some hope with regard to this Nicole Flax, 87,000 IRS agents and all the money going to student loans and all that. Some of you out there are justifiably pessimistic and you think that Democrats will cheat in the 2022 midterm elections and hold on to the Senate, if not both houses of Congress. Well, I am not so pessimistic. In fact... I am pretty convinced that Republicans are going to trounce Democrats in the midterms, and I think that we are poised to take both houses of Congress. Now, after we gain control of Congress, I'm 
Not sure what exactly the Republicans will be able to do in terms of canceling all of the insane spending bills that Biden has already signed into law. I'm not an expert in that stuff, and I don't know if they can defund it all. I certainly hope that they can find a way to do it. Ideally, and this is, of course, a crazy pipe dream and another fantasy, but ideally they would elect Trump Speaker of the House, third in the presidential line of succession, and then immediately impeach and remove Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. But of course... That is just a little daydream of mine. We both know that's not going to happen. So we may have to wait until 2024 to really kill all of the crazy leftist spending that is currently destroying our country. And we may also have to wait until 2024 to end this absurd Democrat targeting of conservatives by the DOJ and the FBI and the IRS and the CDC and like every other federal agency. You know, Democrats are proving every day that they have no actual integrity. They follow no rules of decorum, they have no decency, they have no code of ethics. All they care about is money and power, and they will break any laws, act in any corrupt way that they think that they can get away with if it means winning elections and staying in power. And buying votes is one of the best ways to do that. It's illegal, of course, but buying votes has always been the Democrat strategy, as far as I can tell. William Boss Tweed. Democrat, House Representative from 1853 to 1855, provided financial aid to constituents and business partners in return for votes. I'll negotiate a handsome fee for every Irish vote you send Tammany's way in the coming elections. Huey Kingfish Long, Democrat, Governor of Louisiana from 1928 to 1932. To pass his huge public works program, he made threats and bought votes. Congress sought to impeach him on charges of corruption, bribery, and gross misconduct. Led by President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who expands the role of the federal government. Many African-American voters switched to the Democratic Party because of Roosevelt's policies. In the mid-1960s, Lyndon Johnson passes civil rights legislation as well as more government social programs. The most recent Democratic president, Barack Obama, is the first African-American president, and he expanded the government's role in health care. Remember the first rule of politics. The ballots don't make the results. The counters make the results. The counters keep counting. Now, I will say that I am taking a very different line than most Republicans on this student loan payout by Biden. A lot of people are focused on the unfairness. It's not fair, they say. It's not fair that folks who paid off their student loans don't get any money. But people who couldn't pay off their loans do get this handout. And yeah, that is unfair. But I honestly don't really care about that. The problem isn't that it's unfair. Life is unfair. Lots of good people have bad luck. Lots of bad people have good luck. And that's life. The government really shouldn't be in the business of trying to counterbalance the luck of people in the world. Of course, that's basically the entire political philosophy of the Democrat Party at this point. Equity, right? But this isn't a winning argument. There are lots of things that the federal government does that is far less fair than these loans. Why the hell did Trump give $250 million per year to historically black colleges like Do those schools really deserve that money? Is that fair? No, of course not. The government really should not be giving universities money at all. I mean, I guess if they need research done for a certain thing, you know, okay. But not just let's give them money because they're black, but that's what government does. Government is stupid. That's why we need government to be small. Anyway, the argument that we should be making about this loan forgiveness garbage, the argument that I'm making is yes, some people get useless degrees. Their diplomas are worthless. You paid $100,000 or whatever for a worthless piece of paper. 
I have sympathy for this. I feel bad for these people. You know, when these kids sign the loan to go to college, they're what, 17 years old? Most 17-year-olds are morons. Do we really think it's good political strategy to say, you signed up for this con, and, you know, therefore it's your fault that you were conned. You're blaming the victim. I mean, these kids are victims. Now, that said, it's not the American taxpayers that should be bailing them out. It's the corrupt universities. The universities are the con men, the students are the victims, and now the American taxpayers are rewarding the universities by bailing out the victims. Well, screw that. Instead of giving the students money, we should be giving the students advice. Here's my advice. If you've got a useless degree, if your university taught you nothing, if your diploma is worthless, Sue the university. We should be making this super easy. Maybe the government should conduct an investigation. Maybe there should be a hotline where the government connects you to an appropriate lawyer. Maybe a few class action suits can be filed. Were you the victim of a woman's studies degree? Call the partners at Cohen, Cohen, and Cohen today and get your tuition money back, plus a little extra for punitive damages. Boom! America's student debt crisis fixed. Will some universities go bankrupt? Yes, as they should. You should not be able to defraud innocent 17-year-old kids with ignorant parents by promising a valuable college degree and then selling them four years of bullshit. Sorry, not sorry. If you do that, you deserve to go bankrupt. Long story short, Democrats are douchebags and they are trying to buy votes as usual, but this time with Republican money. And this should be a reminder to all of us that we should never underestimate Democrats. Yeah, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and AOC are all idiots, but there are some sinister Democrats that are kind of evil geniuses. After all, I'm pretty sure that the head of the Democrat Party is Satan. <laughs> well, that's it for me. And remember, it's not that the liberal friends are ignorant. It's just they know so much that is not so. Good night. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. And it's been said if we lose that war, and in so doing lose this way of freedom of ours, history will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening.